coming to you from Master Roshi's Cryland. It's the Comic House Podcast. And I'm your co-host, Sean Overtime Postoki. And with me is our actual host, Dustin Red Roshi and Rage Roshi Collins. <laughs> number one fan, right? Yeah, I would say you're pretty close. Being the number one fan. Oh, God, I hate that deck. Anyway, so we're here uh, this week to talk to you about uh, the ultimate reveal this week. The hype train is super, super uh, fast right now. It's like bullet train status for Cooler, man. Like, it's just going off the rails. Um, everybody's super excited about him, so we're going to talk about him uh, later in the podcast, but right now we're just going to go ahead and give you some regional breakdowns from the, uh, from the action this weekend. So in Chicago this weekend, uh, 208 players showed up, 36 were orange, 56 were black, 42 were red, 22 blue, 24 Namekian, 28 Saiyan. So that's uh, that's the biggest turnout this year so far. I mean, we've only had two regionals, but uh, that's pretty good for uh, regional number two. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, def- definitely. Whenever you hit over 200 players in an event, it's a good, it's a good sign. It's something that you want to see. Yeah, I think like a good location like Chicago. There's so many. I mean, so many people travel to that event, so it's no surprise they got that one. Yeah. I uh, kind of stoked actually because that's that just shows you how healthy the game is at least in that area. So it's nice to have that many players show up and enjoy themselves um, for the most part. I was not personally happy with the uh, the end result. I mean, no disrespect to the player playing Red Roshi, but I I really hate that deck. But I don't want to cry about it too much on the podcast because I, I feel like I got it all out this weekend. So, uh, and we're at, at the cry land. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, f- I feel like I'm done. I've been here on the uh, Cryland uh, Island for the weekend. So I'm pretty good. Uh, let's go ahead and just give you <clears throat> the top 16, what was in top 16 real quick. Uh, we had Eric Malone with Red and Rage Roshi, Joey Miss Pagel. I hope I'm saying that right. If I screw up anybody's name, I'm really sorry. Uh, he was playing Red Roshi and Raged as well. Lee Sheehan, Red and Raged Piccolo, which was kind of the the hype this weekend for at least that finals match we'll get into. Uh, Vincent DeLuca, Red Ruthless Turles. Dustin Morabito with Red Ruthless Cell. Uh, Michael Showalter, Namekian Restored Piccolo. Frisco Foz with Namekian Restored Cell. Barry Everson with Black Perceptive 20. Anthony Eason, Black Devious 20. Ryan Lambden, Black Devious Roshi. Brandon Malpin, Black Devious Roshi, which is kind of interesting because he usually plays Black Krillin. Uh, Tony Ortiz, Black Devious Ginyu, Joey Walter, Black Devious Krillin, Phil McGrath, uh, Saiyan Empowered Cell, Justin McBride, Saiyan Empowered Cell, Brandon Maines, Orange Adaptive 20, so we have one orange that made top cut, at least one made it 
Makes me sad, but at least one made it. I think uh, it's interesting to note when you did the, the deck breakdown, not just top 16, there was more sane entrance for this event than Namekian and Blue. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I think, um, I just think with, like what we were saying last week, because you said, you know, you would take a, a cell um, to a tournament, a sand cell. I think it just shows you how toolboxy he is for games against uh, Red Roshi, because if you really think about it, you can, at level three, you have an unpreventable power for seven, which automatically crits, which means you can steal a Dragon Ball. When you get up high enough, if you have extreme training, you're going to steal a Dragon Ball. So you could really put a hurting on Roshi at level three with Cell. But the, the, the main thing was it's just, like, the reason why I pitched that deck last episode was just, it, it's, so, it's so well-rounded with the current post-CRD perfection meta right now, especially after Fargo results. Right. And you see it here, all the orange 20 decks got kind of knocked out or hated out. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how many were close to cut or not, but obviously only one made it compared to Fargo with six made it. Right. So they got kind of, so like Cell's, you know, really good position versus that deck is good against Red Roshi as well. And the other matchups aren't too bad. It's like, it's, it's, there isn't any matchups that are just like complete, you know. Right. Not in your favor, I guess is what, how I'd put it. Phil also showed his uh, sand cell online too on retro, and it was I thought it was really interesting because it just looks so weird. And he was playing a lot of two ofs, but I really I mean, you get away with that. And the best thing is, though, you can play two ofs, one ofs, and three ofs in cell because you have a power that tutors it, and then you have the engine of rescue just to put it back. Assuming it's obviously not a banish after use card. Right. Right. So, so I mean, it's. He get like the style has been slowly creeping and getting like very powerful effects on attacks, right? Right. Like they have so many good combat leads. So when you pair it obviously with a personality that can tutor for those combat leads or tutor for whatever you might be missing in your hand, it's just proof that, you know, that maybe that's the push they needed for people like, hey, I'm gonna take this because it's very prime to do well in this kind of metagame. So I'll sad to know that he got knocked out in top eight because I, I mean i i figured he would go far and possibly make it to the finals barring matchup so. right and i just you know i was rooting hard for the cell to to make it too because i think it's about time you know in the states at least because i know that the turles at least won in australia last year so it would be nice if uh, Sandek could win a regional and take the whole thing. I mean, I feel, I you know, I, I've, I've told you many times before I hated Sand in the old game, but now it's just, you know, that, that beaten, poor dog, animal, abused animal that you you feel sorry for now, and that's how I view Saiyan, but... It's getting stronger. It's it, it got rescued, essentially, and now it's in a nice and loving home, and it's starting to get the care and nourishment it needs. That's the way I see it. I... But, hmm. I mean, the other decks that are interesting, obviously, Saiyan, we can talk about for whatever. We can we go on about Saiyan, because, you know, I've, I've blabbered on about how I would take that to an event last podcast, but the other thing interesting is there was a Perceptive, one Perceptive deck, 
Yeah. In top 16, which is a pretty big deal because you just hardly see people wanting to play perceptive over Deviant. Right. And, and, and that, again, could just be something based off, like, the Fargo results, right, of all that orange. Yeah. And just having that mastery versus something like um, Roshi, too, because even if they prevent, you're still going to hit to basically right. destroy something or destroy the thing they put in They put in if for some reason, you know, they don't have other stuff. So I was interesting to see. And I, and I don't think it's that bad of a meta call, too, because if you really look at at the styles, you had 56 black, which is what? When you run... Most of the time when you run a black deck, you have a decent to heavy amount of setups. Red, if you're running against Roshi, which most people who are probably playing red, let's let's be honest, were playing Roshi, you know, probably save maybe like 10, 10 or 12 people. I, I'm just throwing a rough estimate out there. I don't know the actual numbers. But that leaves you with, you know, probably at least half the field of Roshis, which is 21 plus. So, and they run heavy setups, and then you have orange at 36, which you're probably thinking all the orange decks, if not a majority of them, are running Android 20, which is, guess what, heavy setup drills, you know? So, it's not a bad meta call to run the Perceptive, because every time you hit, you're just getting rid of something, you're clearing the board. I... Especially based on a... Uh, a popular MP like Roshi, where his power doesn't actually lock, it just prevents, so you're going to get that extra value out of the, the removal perceptive. Right, so, you know, if they even just, you know, if you attack and drop it down, it's still going to hit, and it's it's like, okay, blow that up then, now. Okay, that's gone. You just, basically, you just got two anger. That's it. So... Yeah. I mean, some of the more interesting things too was like we had we had two ruthless on top cut I believe right. Uh, ruthless. Yes, turless and cell. Yeah, the cell was cool because that was Dustin Morbido was playing the cell ruthless. Yep, old guard man, old guard. So. So that's pretty cool because just again, that's another thing where you can take a a deck that can beat down really well because you can you know you can transition or lean on combats where you know they're. Obviously, there's just a really good hand you just open with, or just the, the hand you just, you know, naturally draw. That would be like a double attack or double strike, and you're just probably going to enter, right? Right. The best part about like someone like Cell, though, you can set up your combats really well, because obviously, just his tutoring powers, as we all know. Yeah, con considering like all the decks that are posted on here and the ones that I've seen on Retro, uh, so we're excluding the ones that I've already seen on Retro. Probably Dustin Morbido's Ruthless Cell is the deck I would want to see most out of these these top 16 right here, just to see yeah, I, I what was in his, it. I haven't seen his build, but I would assume he had some amount of red restrictions, because that's, that's kind of like the draw of a personality like Cell, because his powers can tutor red restriction, right. and then the current meta red restriction is very, very good, obviously. Well, yeah, and it's it's really good against you know a a meta that's heavy Roshi right now, so they can't run away or play any of those stupid things that get their Dragon Balls back or play any of their drills that you know give them an or 
I'm sorry, setups or drills that give them an advantage in combat. So yeah, if you've got a good hand and you've got restriction, you get a plus one card and you stop them from doing any of their shenanigans, it's going to hurt really, really bad. And especially... Like, it, it, it sucks that it turns off the power part of your Ruthless Mastery, but usually that's the it's a better trade-off because you're probably going to hammer them or possibly deck them that turn. Right. Well, so. I mean, it, but you can still, you know, get the plus two, so that's not too bad. That's that's pretty good, and especially when your AT is so high, especially when you're in the later levels of Cell, you're in E and F against an A-bracket character with plus two stages on top, so you're probably hitting just on a normal base without any modifiers besides the mastery, you're hitting for seven stages, and that's a ton of stages where they can't run away or do anything, any of their shenanigans to really hurt you. So like another red cell deck I like is Enraged. You can almost make it kind of the same as Ruthless, except you don't get the modifier. But the big, basically the big draw is if you're on cell level four, the interaction with being able to tutor Red Tandem Blast... So you automatically get to level yourself down to three, which, you know, you get to use it, you know, you know just like the old pre-CRD interaction between four and three. So you get that off Tandem Blast, and you're shutting off all their non-style cards that combat, so... Right. Um, do, should I just read out the top eight, top four, and then the yeah. top two? Okay. Yeah, there, since there wasn't a stream, there's not too much for us to talk about. That. Right. So top eight ended up being Eric Malone, who was playing uh, Red and Rage Roshi versus Anthony Eason or Easton, I think it's Eason, uh, with Black Devious Twenty, McGrath, Saiyan Empowered Cell versus Vincent DeLuca, Red Ruthless Turles, Joey Walter with Black Devious Krillin versus Ryan Lambden, uh, Black Devious Roshi, Dustin Morbido with Red Ruthless Cell versus Lee Sheehan. With Red and Rage Piccolo. Uh, then it cuts to top four. So Eric Malone. Red and Rage Roshi versus Vincent DeLuca. Red Ruthless Turles. Ryan Lambden. Black Devious Roshi versus Lee Sheehan. With Red and Rage Piccolo. And then the top match was Eric Malone. With Red and Rage Roshi versus Lee Sheehan. With the Red and Rage Piccolo MPPV uh, build. And then, so, it ended up being a uh, Red Roshi ball victory. Uh, Red Roshi enraged, taking it by Eric Malone. So, that's pretty much the whole report from Chicago. Um, obviously, we can't get into any of the, the matches because we have no stream. We have no evidence to watch. But those are the breakdowns for this weekend. And yeah, how do how do you personally feel now? We have two OP events in the books, and we have Red giving three invites so far. How do I feel about that? Yeah, because I guess it's, it's a lot different than like compared to like last season, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I just hate the fact that it's it, it's that Dragon Ball deck. I mean, I've got no problem with with. Dragon Ball decks, it's just that deck in general just angers me because you there, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Like, if you're really prepped for that deck, you can beat it. It's not unbeatable, but if you're, 
if you're not prepped to play that, if you haven't played it or know what it's trying to do right off the bat, you're already at a disadvantage before you even draw cards. Uh, you're walking into a minefield you, you can't even fathom. And especially if you're a, a heavy setup deck, then you're even more at a disadvantage because you can't do anything about their board eventually. Once you're set up, they're already set up as well. So you're really kind of screwed. And then on top of it, Roshi at level 1 gets the power to put down a, a dead card essentially from his hand to block, essentially. It's, it's a prevented damage, but it still gets the chance to put something into play, which doesn't help you. So, yeah. How I feel about it, yeah. That's, I mean... Once, once we get to Worlds, we'll see what these players that are playing Roshi are, are made of because at that point, I don't really expect Ro Red Roshi to be a super huge thing, but we're also going to have another set beforehand, so it might make a comeback. But if it doesn't, it'll be really interesting to see how far these players go um, and what they, what they choose to go with instead. So that's all I really have like about that. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, I didn't think red would take three out of the four invites so far. So that's kind of cool to see. And what I would like to see is I hope some of these players, even though they have invites, still go to events. Because what I, what I didn't like about last year, and like I said, I don't know everyone's circumstance. Maybe that's just once they got their invite, you know, they don't want to go to any events because of money or, or maybe time off from work, whatever. I get that, but I mean, I would like to see even if they have their invites still go into events because you want to kind of keep your your game up, keep sharp and kind of things like that. And but right. that's what I would like to see. But I mean, I'm I'm sure. I just I mean, this, I'm sure the circumstances why some people like wouldn't continue going to events. But one that's just me. one of um before we finish up wrapping this up this conversation and get on to cooler, I want to just say that. One, I was right about them nerfing Cell and the overwhelming power loop because now you just have Red Roshi Ball running crazy. And two, is if you're going to Oregon next weekend, prep against Red Roshi. Don't, don't walk into the minefield. Don't be unprepared. You're going to see that deck. Tech against it. Tech the shit out of your deck against that because I guarantee you, you're going to play at least one match against against the Red Roshi. Guarantee it. And I will also warn, this is giving, telling you guys to prep for, the, for that deck. I would say also, if your deck is soft to Saiyan, I would maybe change your yeah. deck choice, unless you want a dice roll, because the transition from Fargo to Chicago proved the mm -hmm. meta change and influx of just the raw numbers of Saiyan. Right. And even if it, even if you never knew how to build a same deck, you have like two lists to look at now. There's both people that top aided the you know the guy that top aided uh Fargo posted his list and Phil was nice enough to post his list. So like even if you didn't know how to build that deck you have list to base off of now. So right. I would just say I would expect the same numbers to be at least as high as maybe Chicago. At least this percentage the percentage not not the actual raw numbers but maybe the percentage of the overall to enter just because yeah. the, the information is more out there and 
I'm not saying they would just automatically do well, but like that's a deck that's just really well rounded right now in the metagame and matchups, and is is one of the decks that can handle like red. It's one of the few decks that handle both Red Roshi and Orange Twenty, which is a big deal. I yeah, think. and it'll just be interesting too because when if you're going against, I kind of I kind of almost want to push um, either straight life card damage. Uh, Saiyan style attacks with physicals or just energy attacks period because I have a feeling you're going to see a lot of um, if you're going to run into the mirror match you're probably going to see a lot of physical attacks Saiyan I think people lean a little more heavily towards that so maybe you play something off kilter and play energy attacks because if you look at Phil's deck he's got a I think he's got a lot more energy attacks than he does physical attacks, so I yeah. just think that's really interesting, and especially that one card, I forgot, the one with Trunks holding the plans and blasting stuff. The Demolishing Beam, it's the one, it's basically the Saiyan targeted strike. Right. It's basically like making targeted strike, if it hits, you get to use a ball effect. Right, so that's, that's extremely good against Roshi if they play their ball four. Or even if they play a, their ball uh, three, you get an advantage because you'll get the anger, or you can lower well, them, can, and then you get you to... You can always do it off of your own balls. Right, ball. that that too. So, I mean, it's just it's just a fantastic card. It's essentially a red bribe, with, but you have to hit. And against Roshi, it's usually not too difficult to do. Like, they usually try and prevent the damage, so... But... For your saying that to be successful in the current meta you cannot be all state damage it's just not possible you yeah. have to be life card and you have to have enough stage pressure for certain matchups only right if you'd rather have the life card because like i said the mirror match is not very fun yeah but if your stage pressure like if you're only stage pressure it's not that great when you have an opponent that can gain three stages on hit so yeah i mean it if I was going to do anything, I would probably take a look at McGrath's build and then tweak it to my own kind of play preference. And because obviously Phil's a really good player, he makes top cuts a lot. So you should probably take a look at his deck, even if you're not planning on 100% to build it. Just check it out. So you because kind of probably know. People that are going to net deck are probably going to net deck based off his build. So. Right. So it's nice to be familiar with at least the interactions that that can do. Right, exactly. Um, so if you're going to run into Red Roshi, my personal tips is if you're playing black, get put captures in your deck. If you're playing uh, red, try to you know out crit them so you can steal the balls and anger up. Uh, if you're using enraged, which is probably what you'll be doing uh, more than likely. If you're playing uh, Saiyan, just keep that steady energy beats, life card beats on them. If you're playing Cell, obviously with Saiyan, get to, to level 3 and try and work in your extreme training into the deck. I would put one in just just because it's a good card and you can rejuvenate it with uh, Saiyan Rescue if it gets knocked off. So you can get that back and attach it to yourself. Instead of going up to level 4, you can have the choice to stay at level 3 and continuously use your 7 life card attack. 
because Roshi most of the time will try and won't have the blocks, hopefully, to block a physical attack. They'll just be only have their power and they can't prevent it against you, so that means you're critting and probably stealing a Dragon Ball. So those are kind of my tips against Red Roshi for a couple of different styles of decks. But that's really all I, I have to say. If you want to add anything more, Sean, you can, and then we'll just go uh, on to Cooler. So their biggest defense right now is Red Fort Sandstrill, so if you have ways around that, or ways to affect their anger, that's good. Um, removal is not that great because they have so many cards, like Stop and Freezing Beam can just get back the Red Forest stance, but that's something you can kind of deal with. Sinister Choke is obviously really good, especially with Red Roshi around. We know how good Sinister Choke is. Um, Optic Blast, we see in a lot of lists, is really good right now because who cares if Roshi prevents it, you still get to capture Dragon Ball. So Yeah, and make them mill three, so... If it hits, obviously it's got to hit. But yeah, so those are kind of our tips if you're going up to Oregon. Is there another regional next weekend, or is it just Oregon? I think it's just Oregon, I believe. Yeah, I think it's just Oregon too. So if you're going to Oregon, or if by some chance there's another regional, uh, those are kind of our tips. And I forgot, there is one weekend that there's two... I think it's the first, yeah, I think it's the first weekend that uh, the Vengeance set is legal. I think there's one in Texas and one somewhere else, like New York or something. New York, yeah, Yeah. New York. The first big Vengeance one. Yeah, so I I think those two are are on the same day. But let's go ahead and get into uh, Mr. Cool himself, Cooler. Uh, He's just, man, I... I couldn't believe it when I saw his stuff. It's just so good. I what's, mean... What's, what's cool is they we put Cooler and Metacooler into the same stack. If those of you who weren't familiar in old Z, they were separated. Like Cooler had his own stack and Metacooler had his own personality stack. Yeah. But obviously, flavor-wise, we just put them together because it just easier instead of having two separate <laughs> MPs. Right. So, I don't, so I don't know if anyone's sad about that or not, but... Well, I just, I think it's well, cool. Well, the good news is that this set is way more awesome than the score, the score sets or either score set. Oh, yeah. I just I just think it's cool because uh, the the higher you get into his level, like as soon as he gets into to Metacooler, his, just his rejuvenation stuff is off the charts. And it's kind of cool because it's it's really a an homage to the actual movie because he just regenerates like crazy in that movie. So it's it's the perfect. I mean, if I wanted to say, you know, out of this set, what I think the best MP stack is comparable to if you were comparing it to the movies. I would say that Cooler is the closest one to an actual replication of movie to card game uh, compatibility or transition, I should say. From a flavor standpoint. Yeah, yeah, definitely from the flavor standpoint. So let's go ahead and get into his uh, level one. Cooler, familiar face. Uh, 3PUR, which seems to be the normal for this set at level one. Uh, constant power is players cannot use a setup as their first action in combat. So, <clears throat> he is, 
just that power is just a little bit more watered down of of Yajirobe's power, which is which is still awesome. I, I really like that power, so it's it's not like okay, I don't have any other actions besides using setups. I can't use I can't do anything in this combat. So he kinda locks you there, which is really awesome. His power is you can discard an energy combat card from your hand to draw a card. If you do, destroy the top card of your opponent's life deck and rejuvenate one. So basically, with that power, you have a like a two-card swing. You're milling them one, and you're rejuvenating yourself one. So it's just, I like it. It's good. It's a solid level one uh, power. What do you think, Sean? It, like you said, as nice card filtering, it's reminiscent of Piccolo level two from the Premier set, right? Right. We can think of it in the same vein, but in this case, you're training the crit for the re the, the mill and the reju. Right. And not just this level one, just the whole cooler stack in general is really cool because a lot of the styles don't have ways to rejuvenate, right? Right. Mostly. So it's giving, you know, these other styles ways to rejuvenate built into their personality powers. So, I mean, like you said, it just filters. It has so many things I can do with, you know, red black, you know, corruption, sacrifice, right. blue with blue guard. It just, just, it, it just filters, and it does something when you filter. So it's great. Right, exactly. So, I mean, and then it also goes good with his ally, his henchman, which we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, level 2, cooler transformed. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. He tops out at 200,000. So he stays in D bracket for his top 3. Then he moves down to C, and then he moves to B for three stages, or stage two and stage three above zero. He's in B, and then zero, he's obviously A. Uh, cooler level two transformed. Tops out at a million. Uh, lowest bracket would be C at, you know, or I'm sorry, B uh, besides zero, which is 5,000. That's one above. PUR is 4. Uh, constant, after taking damage that was not prevented, raise your anger 1. Power, physical attack, you get to automatically rejuvenate 2. It does 5 life cards straight. And if you hit, you can discard a card from your hand to draw a card. Which also we'll, you know, we'll talk about later when we get into his ally. Synergizes with him as well. Yeah, this card just... I like the you know, taking a hit, because if you just take a hit for some stage damage, which this set seems to be going towards, you're going to get a free anger off of it. If it doesn't, if it doesn't crit you, then it's, it's a free anger. So that's nice. Um, especially if all they're doing is a few stages to you, it's a block or, you know, like something like, uh, Roshi's backstrike where you're probably not going to block it because it's only going to do one stage to you, you just take it and get a free anger. Yeah, they're going to go get a card but in 10 stages, but you're probably not going for straight physical beats with Cooler. You're probably doing life card damage either through your physicals or just straight-up energy attacks. So that's a free anger there. I thought about pairing him with Zarbon too, which would be really nice at his level 2, because if you take a physical attack... 
and then you get one anger, and then you would get another anger if they don't crit you, so from not preventing an attack. So that's that's two anger swing right there for just taking a hit, which you can just siphon the stages off uh, Zarbon anyway, so... I'm glad you brought up Zarbon. Zarbon just in general gets way better in the Vengeance meta. Yeah. Yeah, As way, way. Yeah. But, I mean... If I could nitpick the cooler stack, mm. it would really be the images. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I'm pretty disappointed in the, the MP images. I don't mind the two name, name cards. The MP images are kind of, eh, at least compared to the other like the other MPs. Yeah. Like the level two, he doesn't even have a shredder mask on. Yeah, that that was going to be my complaint, too, was just I'm you could have thrown the shredder, shredder mask on. I mean, that's what makes him look the coolest in that form, right? If he has a little shredder mask. Yeah. Because that's what that, that's what sets him apart from Frieza and King Cole. Right. Because he has that, that little mask. And then the three and four images are like whatever. They, they pick, they're not even scenes. But like the images are not from scenes I care about, I guess. Yeah, see... <laughs> that's like my minor nitpick if I did the overall stack. But more on the power. Like right. you said, whenever you take any damage, that's just... That's not going to crit you. You get free anger. Who doesn't like that, right? Right. And then his attack power does life cards. And then if it hits, it filters, just like level one. But now it can filter any card. Yeah. And obviously, this has also combos with just the same cards you would discard from level one. So it just kind of continues. It's nice to have that synergy where if you level up, you can still filter your cards for a benefit. You know, so, I mean, now it's on a hit, but also it's on an attack as a life card. Right. I. And I'll touch on this. We'll we'll go back later on because we're gonna break him down in styles. I wanna I wanna go back with him in blue, but um, let's go ahead and go to his level three uh, menace or level three cooler menace. He tops out in F F bracket. Yeah, yeah, F bracket at his top stage for level three. That's really good. Uh, he's in. E for the three stages below that, then he drops to D for three stages below that, then he drops to um, C for three stages below that, and then he's at zero. So PUR is five. Parenthetical text, when you reach this level, search your banish zone for a card and rejuvenate it. This is a little homage to his, um, his one of his named cards uh, we'll talk about in a bit. Constant, after taking damage from an attack, you get to rejuvenate one. Really good. So free rejuvenation just for taking a hit. Uh, energy, his power is an energy attack that costs two. You get to automatically rejuvenate three. Does six life cards damage. Super solid level three, uh, once again. Uh, there's, in my opinion, there's just nothing bad about this. Because, once again, you go back to the same thing as the level two. If you're taking damage that's not really hurting you, you're getting a free rejuvenation. So that's awesome. And if you still have your Zarbon, you're getting an anger off of it too. So you're getting a one rejuve and one anger. Uh, yeah, energy attack, big energy attack for six. That's that's a hefty life card attack. And you get to rejuvenate three, even better. So if you're hitting them with no modifiers, that's a and they don't have anything to endure, that's a nine-card swing for you right there. That's almost one-third 
or I'm sorry, one sixth of their deck. So that's huge, huge swing. Uh, Sean, what do you got to go on with this? So his parasitical text is, is really powerful because unlike his name card rebirth, it's not style block. You can rejuvenate any card from a banished zone. Yeah. That could be an ally, a dragon ball, you know, visit, you know, his name stuff. Like it, it, it can do anything. So that's like really powerful in itself. Like he said, it's just a huge energy attack with a nice rejuve built in. And originally, the level two and three had a much lower rejuvenation amount, mm-hmm. so it didn't, it didn't have that really feel good feel of like, you know, you should feel good about leveling up into these levels. I guess is what I should say. You know, compare like when you go off to level one and go to level two, the level the level two to level three didn't seem that great, so we bumped up the rejuvenation on it. So there's like you know a clear feel of difference of. It's, right. it's, it's a it's a more you know I guess I'm drawing a blank here, but basically his rejuvenation from two and three got bumped up, so it gave you a reason to kind of reward leveling off of level one. If that makes sense. Right, and then if you want to with this level three, you could technically play Dragon Balls with him because you can rejuvenate a Dragon Ball from your banished zone if one gets banished. So. And that way you don't really have to run, I mean, you probably should still run it, information gathering, but if you really want to play risky, you don't have to run the information gathering, so you can get it back just by leveling up into his level 3, so that's that's kind of nice. But um, with, with Brawly running around and his banishment off the top of your deck, it's probably good to run an information gathering if you're going Dragon Ball victory. Just saying that. Um, I'm happy with with uh, Brawly's power because I was just playing for fun this weekend with my orange Brawly and uh, the level 2 top banishment power saved me against the Roshi Red Ball deck so I was really happy about winning that way and just basically being better at his own, beating him at his own game, and just banishing one Dragon Ball and then passing. So that was pretty fun. But anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah, I just like it. Let's go on to his level 4, which his level 4, personally, I thought should have had his just his head, just like in that one blue card where it's uh, blue intimidation, where it's just his yeah. head. I thought that should be cool because... It would go perfectly with his name, the Overlord, because he's connected to the the big spaghetti star. So he uh, he is basically Overlord of all the the stuff, the meta coolers, essentially. Yeah, I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of the images for this MP spec. Yeah, so the, those are like two of the things we would change with the so pictures. Yeah. yeah, so level four. Cooler Overlord, 2.2 million at the top. So he's in his top three. He stays in F bracket. Uh, pretty much for he stays in E bracket for three stages below that. Then he stays in D bracket for three stages below that, and then two stages above zero. He is in C. And then he's at zero. His power is parenthetical. Uh, you 
you may only use this card's non-constant uh, combat power once per game. His constant effect is whenever a player gains anger, rejuvenate 1. His power is you can lower your MP 1 level to rejuvenate 7 and end combat. So, I was curious about this because it says when you reach this level at cooler level 3, I assume you, that you don't get to rejuvenate again. You just get it when you level down into it. Oh, okay. So, it's whenever you basically get to that level. you. Whenever, yeah. Okay. Either if you go from two to three, or if you get it from from going down as well. Yeah. Either way, you you'll get the, the cooler. So, so basically, you're rejuvenating eight and ending combat. So that's that's Pretty huge chunk. Yeah, and one of them gets to be a anything out of your banish pile. So banish zone. So that's really good. Um, yeah, solid level four. Something to get you back, uh, back into the game. Essentially, like, especially if you don't want to be in that combat, you take a hit, you rejuvenate one, then you rejuvenate seven, drop down, get a uh, get a card out of your banish zone, rejuvenate that, and you're good to go. Um, it's a solid utility level four, in my opinion. Uh, there's nothing much else I can really say about that. It's it's awesome. Uh, what do you think, Sean? Uh, like I said, it's a level 4, so not too many decks are actually going to reach this level or make use of it. Uh, what I like, it's very interesting in, in, like, Red and Rage type of decks, right? Right. Because let's say you're going for Anger Victory. It's level 4, if you really have to, gives you kind of, like, extra cushion, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, leveling down may, may suck, I mean, since you want to, you know, win on that level, but there are some games where sometimes you just need that little extra cushion to help. Right, or just finish your MPBV. So I mean, getting back like eight, basically eight cards back into your deck. I mean, and your your anger is not going to reset as well. So I don't know. There, there there could be some situations where even if you're red MPBV deck, that leveling down. Even though you do end combat that turn, might be better than just dying that combat if you're close to dying or something like that. Yeah, I just I just think it's really good because, like you said, if you're close to dying, um, I brought up the idea of a Dragon Ball deck. So if you need that extra cushion, like, and you're able to get to that level four, you can drop yourself in combat, rejuvenate the cards you need, and then hopefully you can Dragon Ball out. Um, so, yeah, that's, and just like you said, just something to extend your the life of the game for you. Like, you're so close to making a comeback, well, Rejuvenating 7 could potentially help well, you make that comeback. One, you get 8, and then next turn, you'll be on that level 3. So if you, like, start off with your power, that's another 3 that go back in. Right, exactly. So you're you're talking about, you know, with your... Banish Zone Grabber, you're you're talking about eleven card swing back into your deck, one six of your life deck in, in one go. So that's that's just ridiculous. Um Yeah, I just it's it's beautiful. Uh let's go ahead and get into his ally, which I kept talking about, which is Salza Henchman, level one. His parenthetical text is if MP if your MP is cooler 
you may use this power regardless of your MP's power stage. Uh, so that's good. It's constant is whenever you discard a card from your hand during combat, your MP gains two stages. So if you get stared down or, you know, you want to dump something out of your own hand, you get two stages for that. Yeah, just uh, like if level, if level one and two both discard, there's obviously masteries that discard as well, so. Right, exactly. So, uh, power, if you have discarded a card from your hand this combat, you get to draw a card. So with, like, Devious Mastery um, or the Stare Down, at least you're regenerating that card that you lost. So... Group uh, Protective, Red right. and Rage, you know... Um, Just so Those many. are also Masteries that, that can also let you solve that if, if for some reason you couldn't off your own powers, but yeah. Right, so, I mean... But like, Salsa originally wasn't very playable. It was actually a really bad ally. So we pushed. So it got pushed to get changed. So it gave you a reason to want to try out tag team cooler. Right. I really love to change the salsa because it, the old power was just same parenthetical uh, text, same uh, for constant. But the actual power, all it was was just banish salsa the draw card. So while that's kind of funny as like a henchman theme, right? If you you banish them to draw a card. Right. That, that was it. So there was there was no like no, it's not like an ally you would want to build around. Right. So it got pitched to change the power to just be kind of like a tap draw card if you discard a card. Now you have a reason to even want to try them in something like tag team. And I mentioned just tag team because unlike the other styles you you can not only automatically just tune them out at the at the beginning of the game, but also kinda of help keep them around. So it's it's way better now, and even if you don't play him in tag team, you you can still splash him in your other cooler builds just because he's just a just a great card. Right. So let's go ahead and move on um, to cooler supernova. Parenthetical text: If this card is in your discard pile, you may rejuvenate it when entering combat to destroy a setup or a drill. Um, really good. That's obviously you get. To put it back into your deck, you get to destroy a setup or drill. So you enter on them. They have visiting the past. You rejuvenate that. No visiting the past for them. Uh, they have some sort of defensive drill, like with orange. You rejuvenate it. You discard that drill. Unless they have focusing. Otherwise, then you have to target that, but whatever. Uh, energy attack costs three. Damage from this tech cannot be prevented. This is the best part of the card. Raise your anger too. Six life cards damage. You get free two anger, and the damage from the attack can't be prevented, and it's a huge attack. It's really, really good. And it's got a utility power to put itself back into your deck when entering combat and give you an advantage when entering. So, yeah, just... I... This is... Probably one of the best name cards I've seen, honestly. I mean, yeah, Yamcha's Rescue is good, but now there's a lot of answers to it. I seriously think that this is probably one of the best named cards in the game. Uh, what do you think, Sean? Uh, like you said, it's, it's like Gallic Gun. It hits, it hits clean, hits for a real amount, six, and then it gives you two anger. So in, in Red and Rage, that's three anger. 
if it hits, because it's obviously going to crit. Right. And like you said, when it's in your discard pile, you get to use it when you enter offensively to get rid of stuff like visiting the past that people like to sit on while they're defending. Right. And just, like you said, it, it gives you also, like, basically, it gives you removal also in certain styles that just don't, might not have access to good removal, like in black, right. things like that. But like I was saying, Red and Rage is it's just a welcome removal card that you get to use during a phase that's not going to, like, it just happens. It just happens when they're in combat. It's not like you have to burn a phase to do it, so. Right, and, and I, I like the fact, too, that you can, you kind of don't have to have um, Orange Inspection now. Now you can just use this instead with in conjunction with Orange Staredown and have basically the same effect when you enter combat. And it, it, and it hits like a truck in Orange. Right, exactly. Orange. So, I mean, just without any modifiers, if you're playing Adaptive, it's it's seven life cards that hit hits clean. So, yeah. Uh, let's, let's move on to Cooler's Rebirth, because we'll come back and we'll talk about these cards again when we break down the styles. Um, Cooler's Rebirth, Endurance 3. Uh, if this card is discarded, in parenthetical text, if this card is discarded from your hand during combat, rejuvenate it. So, you dump it, you get the ability to utilize, uh, Saul's power if you have him out, so later on in combat, so really good, and you get two stages. Um, the power on this card is use after you take damage from an attack, rejuvenate two styled cards from your banish zone, place this card on the top of your life deck after use. So you get those super cheap styled cards that you have in the banish zone back into your deck, you get to put a card on top of your deck that gives you three endurance. This is probably, honestly, the the most hyped card of the, the two named cards because it's just, it's really good for what you get with it. Like, there's no, there's really, really very little return from Banish Zone stuff that you can do in this game. And Cooler's got, basically... I think Cooler might actually be the only one besides, like, Information Gathering uh, and Piccolo with Banished Balls at level 4. So, yeah, just this card has so much potential to do so many bad things to your opponent, just bad touch to your opponent that we'll probably get into. But go ahead, Sean. <laughs> Let's talk about this card. Go ahead. Yeah, there's also that card from set 3, the Namekian Clench. It's like another card that can get, can get a style card from the Banner Zone and rejuvenate it. But, but yeah, Rebirth, I, we'll get into this more when we talk about the actual like synergies with the styles, but this sets up so many different scenarios. Yeah. And the biggest thing to notice, it's not just styled attacks. It's any styled card that can be drilled, that can be event, that can be set up. Right. Block. It, it's ridiculously good. Yeah. I, I can't I can't wait until we get into the the style breakdowns with with these cards. Let's let's just move into that right now because I'm well, sorry, so. One more one more thing I just yeah. want to note though. What also makes Rebirth really uh, powerful is when you pair it with a way to shuffle your deck. Yeah. Like putting it on the bottom is fine, but if you can shuffle your deck so you can draw them again, is where it it really shines. Right, and and I'll I'll talk about that when we get into the styles. Because I'm super excited for this. This might be 
my new hero of of orange at least energy beats so but uh, I want to save that one for last because I'm I'm super excited so I want to just keep thinking of more stuff so what style should we talk about him in first Sean oh I guess we could start with blue because that has obvious uh, interactions and synergies right right so obviously protective is obvious because you have now you have two things to filter your cards you have the energy combats for his level one and two and then the mastery filters physical and energy combat that's already a big plus there um just in general not just blue in a lot of my cooler decks i like to run pulverize because it kind of has that synergy or rebirth like you rebirth stuff you really want back in your deck and then you pulverize so not only does it give you a shuffle it sets you up to put something nice on top right as uh, well i just i also like the synergy with his level two and some of those parenthetical text blue cards. That... Well, yeah, yeah. When we, when we talk about blue, we can all obviously just talk about level two as well, just because of dominance. Right. Um, like I said, blue guard's really powerful. Like with level one and level two, it's a, it's a draw two. Right. right. But on level one, you give up the other half of the power if you're filtering with blue guard. But I think, I think most people don't care in that case. But the biggest thing is like you can reverse stuff like terror. Right. And then pulverize the terror, so you have that option of like when you the combination of rebirth, pulverize, and terror, and you have something like mental drill out, you can always get whatever you want for that combat. Right. And things like that. There's there's obviously those well, nice interactions. And then we we went into tag team a little bit with Salsa. Right. And it just it just I mean there's not much more to talk about tag team, but just tag team with Salsa and tag team also you get like I said. If you're expecting the physical meta that Vengeance is going to bring, you get Zarbon too, which is free anger, slash an, slash an ally to soak up damage. Right. And then, honestly, like I was saying earlier on too, that you could potentially make like a Dragon Ball deck with this, with his power stuff, because you can you can rebirth for the, the terror. Oh, wait, you can't get Dragon Balls with terror. I'm thinking Backstrike. My bad. <laughs> I always do that. Once every episode, I... I think of some combo like that that can't work, but I mean, still, even getting, even getting something that will help further your Dragon Ball quest in that deck will be nice. Something like Reprimand, or a card that like uh, Blue Trick, so you can steal a Dragon Ball back or whatnot is is still really good if you want to think along the Dragon Ball lines. Um, if you're playing like maybe a heavy ally deck. With tag team, you can go draining blast a bunch of times. Um, there's just so much you can do with with that blue terror and the the rebirth. It's it's gross. And yeah, this is also this isn't just tied to blue in general. Like like my pulverized comet can be in any color cooler. I just like the interaction with rebirth. Right. But also, point blank volley is to me basically a, a cooler staple. If you guys know that's the energy attack, if you banish it for the endurance, it goes into your hand. Right. Like, even if you don't actually use that attack, that combat, the reason why it's so good is it feeds both coolers level 1 and level 2 power. So that's why I like to include it. Yeah. And then and if then, you bump up to 3, you can put it back into your deck again, too, for another endurance and grab for it. Well, well the thing is, though, is if you're just using it to the powers, or like blue protective mastery, it's not going to banish. So 
you can get it's going to get rejuvenated back into your deck like if you're on level one or something. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, that's just a great card just to feed its powers. And like I said, it comes into your hand for free, so it just furthers the card advantage, card advantage and filtering that cooler can do on level one and two. Right. Um. Yeah, he's like I was going to say uh, at his level two as well. There's a lot of cards with parenthetical text besides blue guard. Um, you could, like, there's, um, what is it, blue, I forgot, some of the set two cards. But one of them is you can, if it's discarded from your hand, you gain, like, two anger. Blue uh, fear. Yeah, blue fear. And the other one's, like, if you discard it from your hand, you get to use a crit effect, which is really good. Uh, so at his level two, you can you can abuse those. Uh, I would probably do Blue Fear more than the other one, but because to get up to the next level would be really nice um, once you get to three. So you can Dominance to two and then get up to level three real quick. Uh, yeah, I just, I think he's going to be, personally I just think he's going to be good in all colors and it'll be interesting what people do with him. Uh, let's go on to the next one. Let's let's do, uh, let's do Red next. So... I really like him in red too because with enraged you've got a lot of options to to level real quick. You've got uh, big energy attacks. He's got like you said with his supernova, which would do hit six clean, and then you're obviously gonna crit if it hits. So you get three anger swing from that. Uh, there's a lot of good anger cards in red that are energies too. And, you know, ones that you can just build off of, like, some physical attack stuff that you can build off of uh, to get to his higher levels. I just, and then he has more filter, too. When he levels, he gets to draw and discard a card. And if you don't get what you want, you can use his power if it hits at level 2 and discard another that card that you drew that you don't want to draw another card. So there's a lot of filter ability with his his powers at level one and two and then at level three you get just that rejuvenation that red wants so bad and now it actually has it to rejuvenate a lot of the the cards that it has in its discard pile that's why i think it'll be better in enraged than in ruthless but what's your take on it sean oh like you said with enraged i like that his rejuvenation gives you some extra cushion that you don't normally see um in a lot of MPPV decks. You can compare it to maybe like Garlic Jr. just because he has modifiers to make their attacks do less. But Cooler is kind of doing that in the form of rejuvenation. Um, obviously he has attack on two and three, so he can still get those explosive shoulder grab turns, obviously. And the level two on like a turny shoulder grab and like filtering into something nasty like a double strike or like a heel kick is obviously crazy. The biggest draw playing him in red is the Wombo Combo with Rebirth, because you put, like, two left bolts. <laughs> You're doing like, two left bolts for Rebirth. Or, yeah. like, a left bolt and something else, and you have a left bolt in your hand, so you left bolt with the one in your hand, the Wombo, start the Wombo Combo. Yeah. Uh, the only problem with, with, with that combo is you have to have a lot of stages or, like, an ally or a level up, though, because, obviously, the, the left bolts cost three per. But that's just, like, that's just, like, extra gravy that... Like, basically, Rebirth and, and Left Bolt in general, you know, you can set up what you draw now, which wasn't really that possible, right, with Red? Right. So that's pretty gross interaction, right? Like, they do something, and you, like, Rebirth and put, like, Double Strike or something else juicy. 
on the on the bottom and he like left bolt. Or it's like a, a left bolt and a double strike. So you left bolt trying to left bolt and then he left bolt gets the double strike. Yeah. I just this is like the the main like I don't know carrot on the stick for me to want to play like Ren and Rage right. And then and then I I also like the synergy too like if you level up into your level three and you got a left bolt in your hand you're gonna rejuvenate a any card out of your banish zone so you put that at the bottom of your deck and then you left bolt and you draw immediately yeah, exactly. into it so that that's that's a open open ended uh, power opportunity right there plus you have another energy attack if they can't block that's going to rejuve you three and do six again which means you have another potential chance to get anger again and let's say you put like um, let's say you put uh, dig at the bottom and then you left bolt into the dig and then you dig and then you power that's going to go off cleanly so you're going to get the the anger if it goes through so or like or like static shock to make the left bolt fit clean right well. yeah but um, I, I didn't mean the left bolt thing to only be red and rage exclusive it's just good in red in general I'll bring up ruthless since you didn't really talk about it I think Ruthless Energy Beats mm. is really good because you get the control drill package, right? Right. As you, as you know, they got so many drill tutors. Arguably, better drill tutors than Orange, right? Just because you can get them from the banish zone. Uh, from this Orange player, not arguably. I think it is yeah. better. <laughs> so one of the biggest ways to close out the game with like the, the drill-based Red Ruthless Nexus, Red Cannon, right? right? First of all, it's just an omni-block that's not an event. So it's omni-block they can't really interact with. Mm -hmm. But it also functions as a victory condition. Because you only banish it when you use it as a block. So right. like, the games you usually win with Ruthless is like you set up a good cannon turn and you double cannon with Mastery, right? Right. You usually kill them. But here's the, the crazy part of Cooler is now you have an MP that even if you banish, like you, if you have to use those cannons as defense, mm he's -hmm. one of the MPs that can put the cannons back into your deck. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you could just like Left Bolt is going to be our favorite card right now when we talk about Red and Cooler. So you can like rebirth a cannon there and Left Bolt cannon. Oh, surprise, cannon for a lot. Yeah. Oh my god. And then especially, like even if you don't level or you get to level two, level two can help you filter some of the, the drill hands. But you don't even need it that, that much. I just think, I think Red Ruthless Energy Beats with the drill package is just a solid deck in general. And the fact that Cooler can just put back in cannons back into your, into your deck is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's move into black. Man, black. Ugh. Uh, where do I start with black? Um, rebirth with uh, black foreshadowing for discard. Uh, what uh, else? Searching is... technique. Yeah, searching technique. Um, scout maneuvers. Uh, yeah, dirty, 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 dirty stuff. Um, I don't even know what else. I, I know they have some, uh, what else is really good in black? Um, there's stuff. <laughs> it's, I'm just drawing a blank with black because I've got my orange blinders on right now, to tell you the truth. So, I mean, one of the basic things is you, get to re you can reuse for stuff like foreshadowing, which could kind of be like your, your basically, that's your orange destruction if you're, if you're built around that. Right. Um, naturally, also, black just has a lot of endurance on cards. 
So naturally, you usually always can find, you always have targets in Rebirth, right? Because mm -hmm. it's just, their style cards have endurance, so anything naturally you use for endurance. You don't have to think twice, I guess, is the benefit. Like, sometimes you, probably, you might be like, well, I don't want to, you know, banish that to endurance because I want to try to, like, reuse that or something. But now you can just banish it freely because, you know, you can always Rebirth it back. Right. Um, obviously, Synergy of this level 1 and 2 with Corruption is a pretty big deal. Yeah, because they they use a, they they set off the corruption parentheses text, and the level one specifically is going to put it back into your deck. Mm, yeah, so it's going to corruption right back in there. Uh, and you brought up uh, Salza can trigger off like devious mastery as well. So right. like you can you know do that one for one mastery, and then if you have something like Salza out, you can recoup that card advantage back. Right. So I, I mean, I also. The, disc, the, the mill from his level 1 also just kind of feed, feeds into the extra victory condition you can achieve through black, just because, like you said, cards like black foreshadowing. Right. It's, they have a lot of mill cards now, so they can help. That can either be your full game plan, or just be a way for you to kind of close out the game as well. Right, and then you have, um, you have things like Black Command to help you shift up in levels, so you... Well, that's a good one, too. It's like if they try to banish your Black Commands from this card, probably get to put them back. Right, so it just opens up that that victory condition for MPPV. Um, Still, I think it's um, for Black, Devious, obviously, not Perceptive, but for Devious, it's a big... Supernova is a big deal, because now you kind of have a decent removal card. Right. Your Supernova. And um, you just... You just have so much like stuff that's banished after use in black that is just so good that you just wish like you could just get back out of the banish zone. Well, guess what? Now you have that answer, which is really, really cool and bad at the same time if you're you're playing against cooler. So it's just it also makes it also makes a black mirror mirror match interesting. Yeah. It's like now, do you go for his rebirths? Because if you go for other stuff, he has a chance to rebirth them back. Well, he's styled, obviously, but there's right. just like weird interactions like that, too, as well. And, like, yeah. like it's a black plus a persona that can read you. It's kind of powerful because we don't really have that right now. Right. And on top of it, it's just the whole fact of like, you know, okay, you, good job, you got my rebirths. Well, guess what? Now I'm just going to go ahead and do Defiant Challenge and put one of my rebirths back into the deck. So now you have to go through and banish it again. But And then and then you have to think about it too is, okay, I did Defiant Challenge. Well, obviously you're not going to get rebirth because you can't. So, But you have rebirth now in your deck. Now you go and get uh, Supernova, put Supernova into your hand, attack with that. And then at the start of your next turn, you're going to rejuvenate it. Or at the start of the next entering combat, you're going to rejuvenate it and destroy a setup or a drill. So it's just got a lot of synergy with with the the, the Banish Zone and um, just bringing back all those super cheap black cards that are BAU. So uh, it's, yeah, I just, I can't believe this card. None after just talking about it, I just started thinking of some black stuff I can do, but uh, it's just going to be so good in black, so good in black, a, a style that doesn't have any natural rejuvenation with cards 
unless you're rejuvenating your opponent's discard pile too, like barrier, was it black barrier or something? And uh, yeah, black barrier destruction, but you both get to do it. Right, and then there's that new one, right? The there's one that the rejuvenate six one. I forgot what it was called, but I I don't know if it's for you and your opponent. I forgot. No, it, it, it's just you, but it's one of those. Um, yeah. The main card. Yeah, you, you have to name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's so good in a style. It's kind of, it fills in a lot of those holes that Black had. Well, now Black just got stronger. It, it's got those things to cover some of those weaknesses that Black had, you know? Um, like, basically, I like the, the Black Devious cooling. Mm-hmm. If um, if the format, if the Avengers format ever slows down, uh-huh. then then a deck like Black Cooler is really good, just because corruption is going to mill one from level one power and banish top two. Right. So it's the way to like kind of prey on non-interactive next. Right, and then so on like, top of it, on top of it, if they're playing Lookout against you. And you got Supernova in your discard pile, you're going to rejuvenate that and blow up their lookout. So, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of stuff that is going to be really good. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I, I just meant just in that particular deck, like, I probably wouldn't like it, like, at the start of Vengeance, because I think a lot of people are going to try the aggressive strategies. Right. But I think if the format ever slows down again, or gets close to similar to what we have now, then I like a deck like that, because it just it breaks the slow decks. Yeah. By, I don't know, like, you don't even need to get attacks to hit. You can just try to, like, searching technique and just corruption, you know, whittle, whittle away their deck like that. But, yeah. Right. And I guess we'll, we'll move on to your, your favorites now. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so excited. Where do I even start with this, man? Um, well, let's go yeah. ahead and start with, we'll, we'll start again with Rebirth. Rebirth for <laughs> so many good orange things. So first off, like you said, it's it's styled cards, so you can run prospectively you can run a lower drill package now because everybody loves to just go up, oh, banish your drill, banish your drill, you can't do anything about it. Well, now you have an answer to it. Now you can go, Oh sucker, I'll just rebirth those and then I'll put them back out and play when I get a chance. So and then on top of it with the new Orange Intimidating Drill, which is all your attacks do plus one stage of damage, and the first time you rejuvenate a drill, you can shuffle your deck and draw a card to whenever the first time in combat when you rejuvenate a drill. So that just has some obvious synergy there. My favorite idea that I came up with the other night is just Orange Offensive Striking the shit out of you. Just... Also, orange strike, orange strike, take one of your attacks, use it, use my, um, uh, use my freaking orange captivity drill to sustain my stages, so essentially every time I hit you, I'm gonna get an anger, and I'm gonna gain two additional stages on top of it, so essentially on the lower end, which is probably the more feasible of it, I could potentially... Orange Offensive strike you five times in a combat, which is disgusting if I have the Aura Drill and playing Adaptive because 
that's five life cards every time I hit you, and five times five, you do the math. That's 25 life cards I can do to you in one combat with one singular attack that just chain loops. Um, My argument to that is I don't think that realistically happens because I don't know who would attack into attack into you when they see you offensive striking. Like, why would you even risk attacking into your reaper? Yeah. But that's just me perfectly. But, so, I mean, but you know what's going to happen eventually. Somebody's going to attack into it. You know what's going to happen, though, Sean. Like, yeah, but it just doesn't make any sense, though. Like, why would you? Yeah. Anyway. But, but like you're saying, put drills, which is insane, because they have so many good drills. Right. And usually when you banish them, that was like the end of them, right? Right. Um, obviously, you brought up Intimidation Drill. Obviously, it has great synergy with Cooler. Yeah. Like level two and three, or just like things you can do with um, a death mastery as well, since you have like a, a drill that can kill your own drills, or mm -hmm. if you just tank barrage stuff. Right. Um, obviously that's really cool too. Tank barrage is an amazing card. You have another MP that can have some high power levels, right? Mm-hmm. So we hit a hit a nasty tank barrage, as well as. Usually, when they try to banish them or versus black, now you can try to rebirth. You can rebirth like your tank barrage to the back if they try to get rid of them and stuff like that. Right. Well, and then if you want to go more the orange energy route too, you can, um, with rebirth, you can put back orange uppercut, which is it's a decent amount of, of stages of damage. It's a plus four. Um, so, AT plus four. But the real. Jim is you pay the two power stages to go and get an energy combat card and just then you can start your your super uh, super offensive strike as I like to call it and just lay waste to them and their families and their their pets and just everything just demolish kill everything with uh, cooler because he does not take any prisoners oh it's just I, I want to get that chain off so bad, Sean. You don't even know. Like, once I thought about it the other day, I just I just well, can't I, stop. I'm sorry because I don't know who's going to let you do that. But <laughs> Somebody will. Somebody but, uh, will. We know how good adaptive mastery is already, but let's let's talk about adept just because it's, not, it's rarely seen, like, yeah. just in general, right? Mm -hmm. we, can, we can both agree that just, it's just adaptive right. is so powerful that adept just... The, People don't want to play with it. Right. So I guess we'll talk about I guess some of the cool things with a, with Adept Mastery and Cooler. It's obviously Bat Mastery gives you access to some of your power drills a little bit like faster, obviously, right? Any attack that hits. Or right. style attack, once we're calling that, basically, you can power. Right. We brought up Orange Uppercut. I love Orange Uppercut in Adept, even though you can be primarily energy-based, mm -hmm. just because with Mastery, you know, so it's going to tutor a style energy combat. And then if it hits, it's going to get one of your good drills. You can get Intimidation Drill that we talked about. You can get Freezing Drill, which is so insanely good that no one's playing. And, you know, that's one of the prime reasons to play that Mastery is because it can get Freezing Drill out early. Oh, yeah. Um, you can get out any of your, your modifier drills as well. And also things like intimid Intimidating Drill or Intimidation Drill, for uh, the name. And the Orange Adept Mastery is not just the plus one stages to all attacks. So, I mean, even though you're energy based, you're still just adding extra damage onto them, kind of like, you know, like Ginyu does with Burger. Right. 
or like saying what Shreya might. And and I really like him. I really like the intimidating drill, not only just in like cooler, but also in like the new trunks with adapt because there's a lot of plus one stage like the the orange uh, hoping drill is you make them mill every time you play a, a sword card and then on top of it it does plus one stage and when you go up a level in adept uh, you get to rejuvenate a drill so with his new level one you don't have to banish any of your drills you just go through your discard pile rejuvenate it hey t check it out I've got intimidating drill out I'm gonna shuffle and draw a card so it's just it that drill is really good um, obviously it's got a lot more synergy, I think, in Cooler because just the heavy, massive rejuvenated, uh, rejuvenation stuff, but you also have to think too, there's a couple of orange cards that will also rejuvenate a drill too. There's that, um, I, I can't think of its name right now, but it's an energy block that gains you four stages if you rejuvenate a drill. Yeah, so, that one. I, for, I forgot. I know it's what it's like. It has Gohan on it. Yeah. So, I mean that intimidating drill kind of gives you that ability to bring that card into your deck and get some extra advantages out of it because you get the four stages and you get the um and you get the rejuve of a drill you shuffle and you get a draw card so it's really good uh yeah i just there's so many good banish after use orange cards that i just Hmm. Can't even think of any more right now, but I'm sure I will later on. Uh, and then usually things like people go for are stare downs. Well, now you can get orange stare down back into your deck, so that's also good. And you can put back power points that you can remove for endurance. Right, which is you really can, good. If you're um, like the, if you're devouring drill based, you can put your devouring drills back. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think like honestly, because I didn't think of the offensive strike until a little bit after, but the whole idea of, um, just rejuvenating your drills out of the banish zone because that's the thing everybody attacks when you're orange, and it just you don't have any answers to it besides like wasting, uh, deck slots to make sure that you have the consistency for your drills to come into play after somebody banishes uh, one of them. And that's why you would run Focusing Drill too, because you want them to target something else. You can you can kind of run, you know, drills now without a Focusing Drill because you have Rebirth if you want to go that path. You don't have to run the Focusing Drill. I might actually run one just because with Broly coming out, He's going to go after your drills at level 2, and that's going to suck. But And he's also got the Eraser Cannon, which also sucks too. But now you have an answer for when they banish your drills, which is really good. And something Orange really, really needed, besides the uh, physical attack from last set that has 2 Endurance and does plus 2, rejuves a drill, and then rejuvenates... Uh, a drill from your banish zone so that also works on top of it with the intimidating drill too because that one automatically rejuvenates a drill out of your discard pile you get to shuffle and draw another card so I forgot about that attack too but yeah I forgot what it was called 
got Cell on it punching. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that, that's why I'm more partial to Adept Mastery with Cooler, just because in Adept Mastery anyway, you're going to play a thinner drill line because you have the Mastery Tutor. Right. So that's why I'm more partial to that particular build. But obviously Adaptive is still really good. And just like, even if it's not even heavy drill-based version, it's just like maybe Captivity Drill, just Energy Beats mm -hmm. version of, of Orange, I think is also pretty has merit too, because Captivity Drill and like super Supernova, that becomes a three anger card on hit. Right. Things like that. And then Orange has a lot of like two anger cards besides the point blank volley, which would be awesome because you can synergize the Orange Eruption, which is a two gain, two loss uh, automatically for one stage. And then you could go straight into the point blank volley and get more anger off of it, so you're gonna. And then there's that that new one cost common. Sorry, I'm forgetting the name, but it hit two, raise two, lower them two. I think it's orange fierce attack. So yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just another good. It's just a cheap one four four, but it's gonna do more in either orange mastery. And it's got two endurance, which is fantastic. So yeah, um, but yeah, I've and I was telling Sean before we started the podcast that I've. I thought that a MPPV cooler is very possible in orange now because of all the anger gain and rejuve with orange because um, like eruption banishes itself so you can rebirth for, and put more of those back into the deck. Uh, rage doesn't even banish. It's energy attack 5 raise to anger. So... That's not even banished, which means you can rejuvenate that out of your discard pile, no problem. Uh, the new Fierce Attack, I think that's not that one's not BAU, so if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that, so. yeah. Um, you also have Orange Enraged Attack. Uh, so you've got a lot of options to just level up with heavy, heavy energy beats. And... You're going to probably want to put Salza out so every time you discard a card from your hand that's an energy combat card, at least you can get the two stages to continue your energy beats. But it's going to be imperative that you you get your captivity drill out so you can get those three anger swings right up, right up into the, his next levels. Like, it's not impossible to just jump a bunch of levels in one combat with him. And on top of it, you you can put out um, Investigation Drill, which nobody really is using, but your opponent can only lower you one Anger at a time, and you get the ability to take off like a Wall Breaker or a Captivity, um, or not Captivity, but a Capture or something that will really hurt your endgame especially the wall breaker to just once that comes into play you just get rid of it it's gone and then you can continue on your way to to leveling up so it's just a lot of good stuff with orange and anger now what do you think so, about that I mean yeah I well, for me I think I would play adaptive with the anger build because you get to play your favorite <laughs> offensive strike card. <laughs> But, but with Adept, it's better because it turns offensive strikes into possibly... If, it, if one hits, you can go get Captivity Drill right away. 
Right. And then when you level up, you just review that same captivity drill. And then also, if it gets banished somehow, you can rebirth that one. Like, you know, you can just devote one slot to captivity drill in that deck. Yeah. I mean, it, put it back. So I like Adept a little bit more for that kind of deck. I, I do too for, for that anger build because you can, with, with his rebirth, you can really toolbox your drills now. You can run like one ofs and not fear it getting banished. So that's that's the thing I really took away from it is you can with adept now you can toolbox that kind of kind of stuff. So it's you're just thinking, okay, well if I want to anger this combat, so now I'm gonna just throw out this offensive strike. Oh, it didn't hit the first time. Okay, well I'm gonna get another offensive strike. It's gonna hit eventually once this combat. So now I can either get my I can get my um, captivity drill, or if I want to pump out anger, I can go get aura drill and and make it a four, four life card, one stage attack. You know, with the depth. So, it's just it's really good. Um, I think if you utilize adept now, because when adept came out, I really didn't like it, but now I'm I'm really liking it because it's a very toolboxy mastery, like with especially with cooler now because. You can do a lot of interesting, unique things with it. So you can really tech against a multitude of decks with certain drills now that you can just run one one slot of. So, yeah. That's, yeah, since he's the, one of the few people that can actually... Since Rebirth lets you put back the drills, or you can just run one if you want to. Right. Well, exactly. before, if you just run one, if you, if you if it gets banished like by removal... Or, or whatever, you can't get it back. So Right. And, you know, if you don't think that you're going to win this game by MPPV, you can, chances are you're probably going to get to level 3. And you're just going to pump out those heavy energy attacks. And you can sit on just a few drills, like uh, Freezing Drill and Aura Drill. So it's also, gonna... it's also it's it's not so much it doesn't have to be like a straight MPPV deck it's just like a more tempo based deck that just levels off captivity drill right. and since two and three have an attacks you get those burst combats where when you level up from two to three you get another attack you level up into right it, it definitely has the 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 mid range kind of deck on it you know so it can just run the tempo and mid range for most of the game. And if you want, you can MPPV out uh, as an option. So I just, uh, I just really, I really like it. it. It can go into either mastery. So it's just really, what do you want to do with cooler? So yeah, but yeah, that's but like, like my. I guess we'll go over this one through the styles. I guess our top picks. For cooler in general, for me personally, mm-hmm. blue either mastery cooler is just there's has so much synergy going on with being able to stack cards with position, positioning drill and um, blue blanketing blast from yeah. the new set legends plus salsa or your level one power or your level two power. Obviously, that's just there's so much synergy that goes on there. Just being able to reuse stuff or getting stuff during a combat where you know it's going to do something. It just, right. that's really powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so blue, either mastery cooler is one of my top choices for him because it's just, there's so much synergy going on there. 
Right. And my second one is Red Roostless um, Cooler, because we talked about Red Cannon, or I talked about Red Cannon. Mm. Red Cannon is just such a good card, and if I can play an MP that can put back Red Cannons into my deck, right. then, then uh, I'm all for it. Plus, Rebirth turns Left Bolts into a, basically a tutor, right. which is pretty, pretty insane. So those are my top two picks. And, um, Red yeah. Rage is, is good as well. It's just I like I want to play Ruthless because I want to red cannon people. So that's right. my personal bias. But those are my top two picks. Right, and and the thing I like about the thing I like about Red too is just um, with that what you were talking about is it has that same ability to kind of toolbox its uh, drills because you can you don't even have to rebirth them. You can just get them out of your uh, banish zone with things like freezing beam and red uh, stop, ah. yeah. So it's just it's really good. I've I agree with you on that, but I think um, my top two would probably be blue as well, and I'm gonna say black because you can run black in multiple ways. You can either Run it as a straight-up beatdown, or you can just sit there and just slowly take out their deck and just just go through it and rejuve so much that they can't kill you, and you're you're slowly banishing their discard pile. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough mirror match if that's your only plan. So I, I don't suggest that you know you. I suggest you probably run a more balanced of beats and banishment or discard because if you get into that mirror match you're not going to be able to rejuve as much as you want especially against the devious that'll destroy your your discard pile too plus um you do have the chance to mppv out with things like black command but you can also use black command for its actual real power too which is to hurt the the uh, mirror match in black or just the mirror match of MPs by banishing their discard pile with your your command because don't forget command actually has an ability and a power that hurts discard piles. I've used it a couple of times in my Roshi Black deck to surprise people because they just thought I was going to discard it and shuffle it back in, but I wanted to kill some of their stuff in their discard pile so they couldn't use it again. So it's really funny to see your opponent react when you do an unexpected move like Black Command for its actual ability. So those are those are my two. I mean, obviously barring orange, I I tried to, to stay <laughs> away from that because obviously that I would put orange. Right? Yeah, so so I took that one out for myself. So those would be the top two if I wasn't playing orange. And I'm probably gonna definitely dabble in that black one uh, for cooler for sure. So yeah. I think that's pretty much about it. Um, let's go ahead and throw out our uh, our shout-outs. I want to shout-out uh, Top Card Collectibles down in L.A., our sponsor. I'd like to Eagle also... Eaglewood. Yep, Eaglewood. And uh, I want to shout-out uh, Vacaville, uh, Vacaville's Forgotten Path Games, uh, Russ and Lance Park. Oh, and Lance Dawson for Top Cards Collectibles. Sorry about that, Lance. Uh, they're great guys up there. Lance Dawson down in LA is great. So you have two great areas if you're in California that 
support the game with awesome store owners. Uh, I want to support Lance Parks, uh, the cage match, which uh, I should be on his next episode, actually, so check that out. Um, I also want to promote the uh, Western Kai podcast. Yes, I got it right this time. So, uh, with Buck Lane. And also, last but not least, our buddies over there at PodZCCG. Uh, check out their shows. They've got awesome stories from Old Score Z, if you want to listen to that. Uh, just Mischief and Mayhem stories, uh, which should actually be called a segment of theirs. So if you guys are listening, Mischief and Mayhem segment. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I think I got everybody. Um, yeah, Sean, do you got anybody you want to shout out? Um, not particular person, but... Vengeance releases next week, right? Uh, yes, it does, on Friday. All right, so all of you people, there's probably people that have already been playing with what's been revealed since almost the whole set's out now. Yes, I have. <laughs> this is a cooler episode. Just my basic summary and tips for building tool, uh, sorry, deck building cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some sort of amount of point blank volleys in your deck. Yeah. Because it's great, it keeps powers. It can technically give you angular if you're into that. And then if you're a deck that wants to take advantage of of the toolbox that Reverb brings, make sure you have effects that can shuffle your deck. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if they're, if you put them back on the bottom, you can't get through them. Unless you're red, you get left full. There's a mixing now. <laughs> then you don't want to shuffle your deck. Nope. Yeah, you you rub that <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I think that's it, and we'll catch you guys next time from the Kami House podcast. Good night, and good luck.